The 82-game preseason is in the books, and it's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code ROSS. New customers bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code ROSS only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented, of course, by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Most of you know that. If you're here, you probably listen or watch the show all the time, which is great. Glad you're here. The wisdom today maybe, will come from Robert Turbin, who joined us a couple months ago. We talked about his career. We talked about whether or not Robert had the best nickname in NFL history of Turbo. It's up there. We talked about whether or not he had the biggest biceps NFL history. LaRon Landry kind of got him there. I don't remember, though, if LaRon was still playing or not when his biceps were that big. Today, let's go to his expertise Let's talk about his running back rankings. I can already tell you two things. Number one, looking at his list, there's one I disagree with vehemently. And number two, I will post his list on social media later today at some point. So you can listen or watch first, and then you'll get the rest of Turbo's running back rankings. I should mention... It really means a lot when you guys retweet us. Or even better, quote tweet. Quote tweet at the at Ross Tucker pod, and you almost are guaranteed to get a retweet from at Ross Tucker pod. Think about that. Quote tweet, whether you like the show, well, probably I'm not going to retweet it if you say you hate the show, but quote tweet at Ross Tucker pod, great way to get a retweet. And then if you can share our stories on Instagram or posts, that's amazing. Same with Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I don't post a lot of podcast stuff there over there. I probably should. Uh, and then, of course, TikTok. Trying to be a TikTok star, and I need your help. At Ross Tucker NFL. Do it for my daughters. Of course, the sponsors are awesome. Express Clothing, Athletic Greens, Express VPN. We have two Expresses we talk about. YouTube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. It's big show time. All right, he is backed as promised Turbo at Robert J. Turbin on social media. He was so awesome a few weeks ago when we got to know him a little bit that we had to bring him back as promised to go over his running back rankings again. If you missed the episode back in mid-June, 
Robert Durbin, unbelievable career at Utah State, then longtime NFL running back. Now he's got all kinds of different media things going. You can see all the hel- the the uh, jerseys he had. Man, I went helmet first, and I went game balls. It's neither of those, <laughs> Ross. It's jerseys. I, I, I'm looking at myself, I guess. So at any rate, Robert, I, thank you so much for coming back on the show. I wanted to get your running back rankings. And before we go through it, I guess I just want to know first how you went about this project what you're looking for in running backs as a guy that played the position professionally for whatever it is, close to a decade. How do you do your rankings? What are you looking for when you're evaluating running backs? Yeah, Ross, first of all, I want to say thanks for having me back on. Had so much fun the first time. So I was looking forward to coming back. Anytime I get an opportunity to talk about running backs, you know, it's a, it's a sacred position for me, you know, uh, in, in a lot of ways, especially cause I played it. Uh, and so I was excited to, uh, you know, to kind of give you my insights on how I view things. You know, I was fortunate in my career to be able to play with two of the best running backs of all time. Uh, you know, f- first Marshawn Lynch early in my career, right. Uh, you know, he may not have all the all time numbers. We'd have to look at them and see, but certainly his impact, and that is the word that I want you to keep in mind during this interview here. His impact was, you know, it was just it was just big time, right? And then the other guy I played with was was Frank Gore, somebody who I learned a lot from uh, during my career. Third all time on the rushing list. Uh, his numbers speak for themselves. But when I look at running backs, that's what I look for. I look for impact. The numbers really don't define a lot for me because numbers, you can you can have a lot of yards. You can score a lot of touchdowns. Your touchdowns can come on, you know, one-yard runs for the most part, you know, because you're a goal-line runner or something like that, whatever your role is with the team. But how are defenses keying on you do you make defenses have to adjust defensive coordinators game plan for you as an individual player? Uh, if you have that kind of impact uh, to me, that's what makes you one of the better running backs in the league. And so that's what I'm really looking at. How are you impacting the game? Not just running the football, but obviously catching it out of the backfield and protecting the quarterback. So I got to ask real quick before we dive in your rings, what did you learn from Frank Gore? You know, you I learned, learned a lot. A You've already been in the NFL things. a long time. What'd you learn? I learned a couple of different things from Frank Gore. Uh, mostly, you know, mostly not on the field. So, you know, you, you you would think, oh, he taught me you know, how to read and we watch film and we did all of that kind of stuff too. But, you know, Frank was so great with establishing relationships within the organization. And listen, you know, coming from Seattle, which is a great organization, everybody is uh you know everybody talks to one another you know you t- everybody talks like you would be surprised like some organizations like it's front office and it's players and it's separate you know there's no relationship being able to be established there because of the tough decisions you have to make as a front office personnel uh but frank man he would talk to everybody and he would and he just always tell me said man listen these relationships are going to last a lifetime You never know when they're going to come back around for you, when you want to coach, when you want to be in the front office, when you want to get into broadcasting, anything. 
And he was right about that. And so I had to kind of shift my mindset and I've been able to develop some really strong relationships uh, over the course of my career. Well, that's one thing I talked about the last time you were on, just how impressed I was with you at the broadcast boot camp by the way you carried yourself, by how personable you were, the way you followed up, just how professional you were. Um, that was one of the things that really jumped out to me. So I guess Frank Gore did a good job of of teaching you that. Uh, let's let's dive into your rankings. I'm going to give the top 13 just so people kind of have an overview of what we're talking about here. Okay. Number one, Derrick Henry. Number two, Christian McCaffrey. Number three, Jonathan Taylor. Four, Dalvin Cook. Five, Nick Chubb. Six, Saquon Barkley. Seven, Alvin Kamara. Eight, Aaron Jones. Nine, Ezekiel Elliott. Ten, Austin Eckler. Eleven, Kareem Hunt. Twelve, Joe Mixon. Thirteen, Josh Jacobs. So we're not going to go over every guy, uh, Robert. We're going to go over okay. the ones that jump out to me. One of which is just the dichotomy, the difference between your first two guys. I mean, Derrick <laughs> Henry and Christian McCaffrey, they could not look more different. Yes. Derrick Henry is a huge defensive end looking black guy that is big and fast. Christian McCaffrey is a smaller white dude that more <laughs> catches passes. I mean, that not that interesting that those guys play the same position? And in fact, they're the top two ranked guys you have at the position. They don't even look like they're the same species. Yeah. Well, first, I want to just iterate, reiterate something that this is assuming 100% health. Right. And we understand Christian and had his injuries the last couple of years. Even, um, you know, even Derrick Henry was out last season with the foot injury. But this is assuming this is everybody at 100% health. And if you look at, I mean, two different backs, yes, right? But if you look at how they impact the game, the impact that they have on their team, it's, it's just, you know, it, it's, it's immensely noticeable. Derrick Henry, the number one running back in the league, in my opinion, why? Because Derrick Henry literally carries that offense. Most teams in the league are quarterback-driven. This is a quarterback-driven league. The Tennessee Titans are one of the few teams, Derrick Henry, one of the few players at the running back position in today's NFL where the offense is centered around him. Everything starts and finishes with Derrick Henry. As a defense, you know he's getting the rock. You still can't stop him. As a defense, you are game planning to stop Derrick Henry on a weekly basis. And you still can. He still leads the league in rushing. Last year, Jonathan Taylor led the league in rushing, but I think it was up until week 13 or something like that, 12 or 13, that he finally caught Derrick Henry. He was still leading the league, even though he was out with a foot injury for about four or five weeks before the next running back could even catch him. So his dominance is... It's just, it's obvious. And then with Christian, Christian has a little bit more versatility to his game, right? He's catching the ball. He's one of three running backs to rush for over a thousand yards and receive over a thousand yards as well. And so his versatility uh, in, in a lot of ways is unmatched. 
But again, you have an offense centered around this one weapon in the backfield in a quarterback-driven league, and you still can't stop him when he's 100% healthy. So that's why those guys are at the top, the, the top of my list. So some of the other ones that jumped out to me, number six, Saquon Barkley. Now, full disclosure, I live in central Pennsylvania. I love Penn State football. Um, grew up a Penn State fan. I follow it closely. Saquon was unbelievable. Um, he's an unbelievable young man. You know, he did a video for my nephew that was incredible. I love the guy. And I know you're saying assuming 100% health. I get that because he hasn't been healthy. You know, Robert, here's my issue with him. And it's been this way since Penn State. He is like a feast or famine guy. Even when he's healthy, he, he either gets like a negative two or two, or it's like 20 plus. He's got yeah. Yeah. some Barry Sanders to him. I don't necessarily yeah. mean in the jukes, but in terms of like, he either hits a big one or he doesn't get what's there all the time. Now, they, yep. now listen, they've had a terrible offensive line. So that that's a big part of it too. But I guess I just – I feel like on some level backs like that really hurt offenses because when it should be second and seven, sometimes it's actually second and 11 because they didn't want to go where the three yards were. They mm-hmm. wanted to try to find more and said they lost a yard. Is that fair? Very fair. You and I are on the same page as this. Uh, you know, we're on the same page on this. He's inefficient. Barry Sanders is a great comparison because there's only been one back in the history of the league who's been able to have somewhat of an indecisiveness to him but still be great, and that was that was Barry Sanders. Saquon doesn't take what the defense gives him every time. This is why he's not in the top five. But his talent is so eye-catching, he's hard not to watch. On any given play, Saquon can take that thing to the house and he's been able to display that on a consistent basis when healthy. Okay. Now, if he was more decisive, if he was more disciplined in his running style, then I would put him in the top five. But because of that, I have him in the, in, in, you know, in, in my top 10, I have him at number six, but yes, he is inefficient. He doesn't always take what the defense gives him. But if you look at who I have, after him, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Ezekiel Elliott. Don't know if I would take any of those guys over Saquon. If I'm looking for, if I'm building a, a you know, a fantasy football team or something like that, you know, uh, those guys have a lot of talent. Obviously, uh, you could argue Alvin Kamara because of his versatility, uh, but to me, Saquon, I think that's a good, uh, good place for him to be at number six. Okay, the one I want to get into with you that I really disagree with Ezekiel Elliott at nine Robert I think Tony Pollard's better than him and don't tell me about blocking I'm sure Zeke's a great block. look I know that blocking for running backs important but when you watch the Cowboys play Pollard has so much more juice than Zeke at this point and to me listen you were an NFL running back for close 10 years so I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but there is no chance on God's green earth 
that Zeke Elliott is better than Joe Mixon. No chance. Wow. Well, listen, <laughs> I, I, I respect your argument. I respect your argument. Here's what I'll say, and, 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 and this is why I have Zeke at number nine. First of all, a lot of people are looking at his numbers and saying, well, his numbers are down. They're decreasing every year. Well, so are his opportunities. So are his carries. His opportunity to break those big runs, to break the defense down, they're decreasing. And maybe because of what Tony Pollard has been able to do when he gets his opportunities, and also because of some of the injuries Zeke has had to deal with over the last couple years. But at the end of the day, when 100% healthy, you cannot tell me Ezekiel Elliott was not one of the more dominant running backs in the NFL. And I'll tell you this too. Without Ezekiel Elliott, Tony Pollard does not have the type of success he has. Zeke Elliott, what is happening here with the one-two punch is he's essentially breaking the defense down for Tony Pollard then to come in and break the big runs. They're less defenses are less or aren't expect at least in the, at first aren't expecting Tony Pollard to get the ball. And so when he gets his opportunities, they're keying on Dak, they're keying on all those receivers. The defense are spread out, allowing Tony Pollard to have those open lanes to be able to break those big runs. The defense doesn't spread out when Ezekiel Elliott is in the game. No, no, no. They got those guys in the box, and they're keying on Zeke because they know that he's viable to get the ball, and if he's getting the ball, man, he can break a big run at any moment. So it benefits a lot of times that backup running back when the starter is spending a lot of the time breaking down the defense. So the one thing I would say about Zeke, and I think this is an interesting argument, I don't think it's a health thing anymore. I think he's kind of lost a step. Like, I, I just don't think he's as explosive as he was. So, so I guess what I would say is like, okay, like Henry had a bad foot or McCaffrey had an injury. I think for Zeke, it's no longer, you know, an injury as it's just, this is who he is. Like, I think this is who he'd be the first game this year with no injuries. I just think, you know, I don't know why certain guys like Frank Gore can have it for so long. And it seems like Zeke, you know, is more of like a plotter now to me. Um, He just doesn't look as explosive as he used to. But all really good points. You can tell why we brought this man on again. Make sure, like I said the last time, you follow him on social media at Robert J. Turbin. Everybody knows him as Turbo. He's got a big social media following. He's doing awesome things in the media, Sirius XM, his podcast. And all you need to do now is follow him on social media and then say, Ross was right. You were wrong. Joe Mixon is way better than Zeke Elliott. <laughs> Turbo, thanks so much for coming yeah. on, the t- on the show again, man. I really appreciate it. Hey, appreciate it, man. Thank you. That was awesome. I like getting into it with someone like Robert who played the position. You know, by the way, what's not awesome? Getting hacked. Do you know every time you connect to an unencrypted network, could be a coffee shop, hotel, airport, any hacker on the same network can gain access to your personal data? 
which is like passwords, financial details. It doesn't take a lot of technical knowledge to hack someone. All you really need is cheap hardware. I mean, a smart 12-year-old could do it. And they make up to $1,000 per person selling your personal info on the dark web. Get the encrypted tunnel that's super secure, easy to use, and works on all devices. There's a reason why I have it on my computer. You can secure your online data today by visiting expressvpn.com slash Tucker. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S vpn.com slash Tucker. And you can get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash Tucker. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Let's do an email, Bri. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to Ask Ross. Email address, Ross at RossTucker.com. Again, you can always email me for any reason. I love getting your emails, especially if you took advantage of a sponsor and you got a question for me. All right, today's question. Perry from Hillsboro, New Jersey wants to know, Ross, I'd uh, love to get an intelligent opinion on the Eagles giving up three draft picks just to move up two spots. You know, is it Jordan Davis is an outstanding talent, but he may have still been there. And if not, they could have gotten Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah. Those picks could have come in handy later on. Now, some guys on the radio thought it was a good move, but I myself, I'm 50-50 on it. What do you think? Number one, Perry. They were not going to get him, okay? They were picking at 15. I believe Jordan Davis was going to the Ravens at 14 with all my heart. And I know a lot of people have told me that. They feel that way. That's who the Ravens were going to pick. They thought Jordan Davis was Haloti Nada, and they were going to take him, okay? So remove the idea that they still could have got him. So then you're talking about the 15th pick and having those two mid-rounders or Jordan Davis. You mentioned Devin Lloyd. Devin Lloyd didn't end up going until the 27th pick, Perry. So I guess what I would tell you is the NFL kind of told us what they thought about Devin Lloyd. To be honest, I think your argument, Perry, or any argument, would be better if Devin Lloyd had been the next pick of the Texans at 15, then you're like, oh, man, Dev- could have had Devin Lloyd. He's an off-the-ball stud. And keep this in mind, Perry. The Eagles got N'Kobe Dean, who, you know, people thought would be a first-round linebacker. They got him in the third round. So I think they did the right thing. Now, the, especially look at who got went at 15, Kenyon Green the interior offensive lineman from A&M. It just feels like there was a big drop-off between the last two guys available, Jordan Davis and Kyle Hamilton, and who the Texans took at 15. A big drop-off. I'm a little surprised the Texans did that, to be honest with you. And I think 
that's now I would be fine if the Eagles had moved up for Kyle Hamilton too. But to sit there, who would they have taken to 15? Devin Lloyd, who didn't go for 12 more picks. There wasn't another player considered sort of elite or in that top tier. So I've got no problem with what they did. I also have no problem with each and every one of you that listens to the rest of my offensive line rankings on today's Fantasy Feast podcast. Now, admittedly, today is not the day you want to hear about your team because last week in episode one or part one of the Fantasy Feast O-line rankings, we went over the O-lines that are above average and elite. So if you're listening about your offensive line today, it's probably not the greatest news. But listen, the point is, is at least you'll know what I think of them, the pros, the cons, where they stand. Shout-outs are always in order. How about Pizza Boy Brewing? How about Sportaculture? How about HumanHeadNYC.com? SteakhouseSports.com? Go-Bangles.com? Evergreen Economics? I also thought Simon Hunter was excellent on yesterday's Even Money podcast. Again, just going over season win totals. I think Jaguars fans would want to listen or watch. I think Lions fans would want to listen or watch. Jets fans, maybe not so much. Tomorrow, how about Tony Baselli? How about a pro football Hall of Famer who's being inducted in like two weeks, three weeks? He's tomorrow's guest. Get excited. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.